0: this week we're breaking down the xbox showcase with a special guest this is the good game bad game podcast
1: this is a song i wrote about the good game bad game podcast
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer. As always, joining me is my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you?
1: I'm great. Better after this presentation than the last presentation we talked
0: about. Oh, definitely, definitely. And joining us, special guest, first-time appearance on the podcast, and no, this isn't a Journey into Games episode, it's my wife, Shelby, Shelby, how are you?
2: How oh, I have? I'm good. Um, I'm like really anxious because I have no right to be talking about any of this.
0: <laughs> I mean you were at an event strictly to watch the showcase. It's,
2: yeah you have a point but you know I was looking around the theater and I was like do I really belong here you know?
0: I mean it was definitely a lot of white people so I think we were good.
1: i I thought i thought you were gonna say it was just the two of you (laughs) (laughs) i did have
0: that fear at first and then we got in and i was like holy shit there are a lot of people here and it was it was kind of crazy i was like you know what we're not we're not alone in this big weird world you know um we're one
2: of the few who weren't like i guess reacting live to the what was happening whether it was cheering or unwarranted commentary
1: yeah yeah how
0: about that huh
1: that sounds awful. That's how I expected it to go <laughs> if it was full of people.
0: So, yeah. In case people listening don't know, Xbox, <clears throat> working with Fathom uh, events, put on the showcase in like theaters. And Shelby, I don't know if you felt honored, but Phil Spencer actually personally thanked us for coming out to the theater to watch the showcase, so I was honored.
2: What? He did. I even shook his hand.
0: No, that did not happen.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure I reached my hand up and I'm pretty sure it was shook.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh but yeah, so we went and thanks to Mike uh who received the email even to as like an invitation or what, like letting you know that it was a thing. How did that all work?
1: Yeah, so Xbox has like a Fan Fest website and you can you have to like opt into different events and there was one that was like a chance to see the show in la and um a chance to win tickets to the show in la and air airfare and and hotels and all that stuff and then there was one that's just like uh we'll send you an email if you're near a theater where we're going to do a broadcast of this so i was like okay well I'll do that one and we'll see. Maybe it'll be in my area. They said it was, it was not. (laughs) Uh, There was like, I think my two closest options were either New York City uh, or Detroit. Uh, And if you're not familiar with the geography of the United States, Detroit and New York City are very far from each other. (laughs) And I am right in the middle um not even in toronto toronto i probably could have swung Mm -hmm. but uh yeah uh so they sent me an email and they said here's the link uh i I think it may have been like a day before they give you what the password is going to be to sign up for tickets um and that's what i sent you because i knew i was gonna be able to go
0: yeah so we saw it as a cool opportunity like you know go see some trailers up on the big screen and yeah so shelby and i went And I'd say overall, the experience was fairly enjoyable. Shelby, would you agree?
2: I'd agree. Um, I mean, it was a lot more exciting to watch it. Yeah, on the big screen. The only downside for me was I felt rude by going, what is this game again? Is this the one where? And then I felt like I couldn't ask questions in between all of the games, which I definitely do when you're just watching them. But no, it was really fun to actually go to a theater to do it.
0: Yeah, and there were definitely a lot of events that, like, you know, we'll get into it then, but there were definitely certain things that, one, I can't believe were showing up in an Xbox showcase, and two, when they did show up, people were getting excited, which was, like, very cool. Like, you hear about those stories where people are like, yeah, I went and saw the new Avengers movie in theaters, and everybody started cheering when Captain America came on screen, and then you're like, well, when I was there, people weren't rude, and, you know... (laughs) <laughs> um but it was kind of cool like it was cool that people were like so into it and like actually like vocalizing it there was one guy who was vocalizing everything <laughs> and i kept turning His personal to, take <laughs> i kept turning to shelby i was just like does this man not have a podcast to do this on I'm like come it on the hell? uh no <laughs> i i legit wanted to strangle them like it, like it wasn't even funny it was just very annoying um just like Update for a game, and they would just yell out, "I don't play that game." And it's just like, we get it, we get it. Were yeah. they,
1: were they wearing a Master Chief costume that was far too small for them?
0: Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. And, uh, um, and, and a person in my head, and they were very much like Master Chief from the game canon. So this dude definitely didn't fuck Master yeah. Chief in the show. Fucks Master Chief from the game does not fuck.
1: When you never take your helmet off, like, what do you expect? Well, I guess if I wore a helmet, I maybe, I would maybe do a little bit better. I was going
0: to say, you'd probably pull. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, I redact that statement.
0: Um. Well, yeah, so because Shelby was forced to enjoy the showcase as well, thought it would be fun to have her on as somebody who, Shelby, what would you say your level in games is? Without getting too much into it, remember, this is not a journey into games for you. That'll come at a later date.
2: Well, it all started in, um, no, I have very little experience. Um, Man, what is even, like, my most played game is, like, Mario Party from, like, the GameCube. Um, And that's about it. Um, Every now and then I pick up a Switch. um, And it's not for anything crazy. I've played, like, ten minutes of Skyrim. And then I died and lost my progress. Um, And that's it.
1: Steve, consider yourself an OG. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, basically is what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Good. All right. So now that we have that background filled in, um, take us through the experience as somebody who doesn't, you know, really play too many games um, of getting to see all these games. What was really standing out for you? What was kind of like whatever? Um, Take us through what your thought process was
2: boy um well generally when i'm watching a game trailer or whatever i tend to go at it with the perspective of like is this going to be fun for me to watch because that's going to be 98 percent of the way i'm going to take in the video game with you playing it, spencer (laughs) um so it has to either be a great story or just like i immediately lose my mind over the visual style of it um so Sorry, I'm scrolling because I'm trying to remember the name of everything. Um, but immediately, like south of midnight, like do you actually want me to like get into the games a little bit?
0: Yeah, sure. Just pick a game, start talking about it, and and then you know Mike and I might fill in and say what we thought yeah. of it,
2: especially uh, south
3: yeah. of midnight. If we mm-hmm. talk
2: about that totally. That was my go-to because the visual of it, I immediately was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, I was obsessed with the style and obviously the story at least for me just watching it i was like i have no idea where this is going but it was at least very interesting um and i definitely want to like see more of whatever it might be
1: i would say so a quick spoiler for me um out of all the games that wasn't starfield and was like an actual um xbox games um xbox game studios game this one was my number one like one i'm most excited for i agree the art style was really cool the setting was not something you see in a whole lot of games so i thought that was pretty cool as well Mm -hmm. so this is one i'm very excited to see more about yeah i uh
0: yeah i can't i can't wait i can't wait to hear more about this game um you know For the most part, it was like effectively just a cutscene. That's all we really got. I will say the the amazing thing, the great thing, was that um, right at the start, it was like this is all in engine, which is like good to like have that reassurance that it's like okay, this is how the game realistically, for the most part, should look once you're actually playing it. Um, And now it's just a matter of getting into like what is the actual gameplay, what's the combat like, what's that stuff like, and I great trailer to like rope you in and get you excited for to to like hear more. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, I'm hoping it's zero combat, just a movie actually. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. All right, <laughs> interesting. Interesting take. Um no, oh, that's a great great starting point. That was actually um that was like the second game. Um I think that they showed if I remember correctly, they kind of had like three games at the top um
2: yeah probably not fair to start with what clearly was such a big (laughs) showcase item what do you mean because i picked literally one of like the main ones they showed like right off the bat
0: yeah no that's a good one to start with because that's we're going through the showcase now.
2: yeah i'm just you know you gotta like drum up to the big thing
0: i got you so you're almost saying like you should have started with whatever your least favorite thing was and then worked your way
2: just like a little less exciting. Like not something that's gonna be as big of a deal, you know?
0: <laughs> no, this is a good start because we are all in grants that South of Midnight looks amazing. Can't wait to see more. Can't wait to make Shelby watch me play it. We're all in agreement but-
2: here.
0: Um all right. What's next? Take us through what, what what else did you enjoy?
2: Oh, um, I mean, I'm guessing you're waiting for me to just say it. Um, the other big one was obviously fable the only and I mean the only Xbox game I have played is Fable 2 and I was living the best life whilst playing it so of course like two seconds before the showcase I was like is there gonna be like I don't even know what Fable we're on but I was like is there gonna be like a Fable 5 or something and just trying to guess because I knew nothing that would be there. And little, lo and behold, which apparently if I was on the internet in any capacity, I would have known this. Um, Fable shows up first second of the show.
1: And Fable, like, as an IP kind of died for a while.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, they were they were done making them. Yeah. So the, the fact that they're bringing that back is, is a big deal in itself. Not that it was a surprise for for this show, but. Uh, just just the fact they're doing it is such a big deal.
0: Yeah i mean we knew right um that this was like in the works and that the the series was being revived because like you said it had kind of been dead so funny that shelby like of all the games that she finally like picks up and plays she plays she plays a fable game right and and like what perfect timing because now a brand new fable adventure is going to be out um thought again like that that was that was legitimately the first thing that they showed. That's a great way to kick off like I think the only way you could have done a better job of kicking off like an Xbox specific showcase is to like show something along the lines of like halo right or like one of your biggest IPS and like fable I think has such a great following and people who like have such a love for the older games right and maybe a bit of a sadness that it, it kind of died and so for it to be revived for all those people and for them to kick Disney. off this showcase. It was great it was a great start sorry I had to swallow uh no, you're
2: okay <laughs> I saw some like small public discourse um that people are like basically nervous to be excited about this um because quote, what the specific comment section i was reading they were like yeah after like fable 3 it was all just kind of a letdown or like even maybe fable 3 was a letdown like basically you got two games that everyone loves and then it's super mixed opinions which i have no idea um but so people are like i just hope this isn't more over promising for under delivering and uh, yeah i don't know apparently fable has a rocky uh rocky following at points
1: I think it almost follows in suit with Xbox's evolution to the Fable games that people weren't really big fans of Um, around that time period. You know, Xbox didn't have a solid direction yet, so Mm -hmm. I could certainly understand like people who were super fans of that series, which I am not going to claim to be. I think I only played Fable 2 or 3. I don't even remember which one, Uh, but it's the only Fable that I played um i have a bit more confidence that they wouldn't bring this ip back just to blow it
3: i was
0: gonna say if they aren't gonna actually do it right yeah no (laughs) definitely has that feeling and i think like it's one of those things where i'd be more willing if anything to give them the benefit of the doubt because of what they've been doing now with their like recent track record of just how xbox has done a good job of positioning themselves um yeah, I just I think it's one of those things where it's like they know they can't afford to mess it up and I don't think they will. Uh we didn't get like a release date or anything like that for this, so I would imagine it may not still be close and they're really gonna do everything in their power to perfect this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, that'd be great. Far off.
0: Um, all right, Shelby, do you wanna go with whatever the last uh, thing was before they kicked off the actual show?
2: Um, if I'm reading in the correct order, was it Cyberpunk 2077? No.
0: God damn it, Shelby. What you have it? the memory of a potato.
2: Oh, was it a vow? Honestly, I have no, no idea. I'm <laughs> sitting here going, This doesn't look right in any capacity.
0: It's Star Wars. What
2: was the third thing they showed? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this list is out of order. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry, it is.
2: No, you're okay. Um, sorry, I realize you want me to talk. Um, Outlaws looked sick. Um I was obsessed with the energy. The character looks super fun. Literally, they have a fuzzy axolotl. Do I need to say more? Probably not.
1: I thought this game looked great. Um I think that I think it's massive, Ubisoft Massive that's making it um and i was i was kind of shocked you know we knew there were going to be new star wars games coming out uh and i didn't really expect this and i mean even just the cgi parts of it looked Mm -hmm. like a star wars like a live action star wars movie Mm -hmm. uh which was nuts um and i can say they did like a gameplay deep dive during the ubisoft show awesome um, and it looks so good. Uh, it for me, I feel like this will be it. my, uh, my hopeful, uh, opinion of it is that it looks a lot like a modernized Splinter Cell game. Okay. Uh, cause there's a pretty heavy stealth element, but you could also just run through and shoot everybody if you want. Sure. Uh, so if you get a chance check out the deep dive that they did during Ubisoft Connect but I am probably more excited for this game than I have in any Star Wars game.
0: Yeah, I you know, we didn't I don't think there was any gameplay in what was shown during the Xbox showcase and I mean it's it's tough to like just go off of like a cinematic trailer alone but like holy crap like you said it just looked so good it almost looked on par with a with a star Wars movie or a star Wars show or something. And it was just insane. I could not believe what we were looking at. Um, and yeah, Shelby called out the, the fuzzy oxalo- axolotl. And, um, I just like, I cannot wait. I can't wait to see more about it. I, I have not watched the Ubisoft direct yet. So we'll so we can... the, go ahead.
1: The axolotl character, uh, it's a, it's a game mechanic. I figured yeah. It's there for fun. Yeah. It's, it's an actual, mm-hmm. like, there's utility behind
0: it. Yeah, I kind of assumed that would be the case. Um, so I'm really excited to check out the gameplay and we'll talk about it more next this week. Is this the
2: first time like, giving them, a, I'll say, animal instead of like a robotic companion? A droid? Yeah, sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, it might be. Uh, yeah. It just crossed my mind. I mean, e- Ewoks were like a That's thing, true. but they weren't—they weren't like a companion Chewy. But like, he's not really. Um, well, he's not really an animal, right? He's—he's a—he's an entire race. hmm So, yes, is the answer. I don't think anybody has ever had. It's always—it's always those dumb droids.
1: They're They're, dumb they're droids. setting up. They're setting up the mechanic for a Mandalorian game with Grogu
2: you leave my
0: cat's name out of your mouth <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean I I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan like as a whole like the movies and whatnot Um, which leads to what I'm about to say like I find the this game and what was the one you were playing Spencer is it Fallen Order Mm-hmm. Um, like I find these almost more exciting than when I see a new Star Wars movie coming out like there's something about the way these are being done that is just like so much more interesting to me right now, um, and again, that's coming from a not uh, huge Star Wars movie person. But like, clearly, these have to be made well and interesting enough. If like this isn't in- something I'm not going to play, is interesting me more than something I may or may not see mm-hmm. <laughs> in movies.
0: It's fair though, because like in video games, you have stake in like what happens, and that's true. You're more you're more invested almost at times. Um, then, then, yeah, just going and sitting and watching a movie and like how you form bonds with characters and stuff like that is is kind of totally different. And I think the nice thing too, and and I'm assuming this game will follow suit. They're just they're they're unique stories, right? They're not they're. I don't think Luke Skywalker is brought up once in, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, to to my knowledge that I can remember, you know, like Jedi's and the concepts are brought up and you go to locations that are very much from the Skywalker saga, but you know, there's, you do fight Darth Vader. That's it. You know? So, uh, it's the fact that they're completely original. They're completely unique. That I think really helps.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, okay. So that was the start of the show. So, you know, we're about, what, I don't know, 10 minutes in probably at that point. What, like, how are you feeling, You're right? Like, are you like, okay, this is going to be amazing? Or are you like, get me out of here?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, no, it's exciting, but there always is, maybe it was kind of what I was hinting at was saying I started too big is starting off big. And this is—I don't know why I think this way. By starting off big, it's like, oh well, we kind of probably already saw the big stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's gonna be more good, but I just, to me, I'd rather like build up to the big, which I know they still do. But um, yeah, I mean, I was—I was very excited. Like that's me just having a critique for no good reason. Um, no, I was definitely—I was obviously excited to see more.
0: So. Take us through what were your overall thoughts I guess for the entirety of the show. And then like pick a couple of other things that really stood out for you.
2: God. Um I mean just quick glancing over thing. I'm always excited when there seems to be variety in game, which I felt like there was. Um like I loved seeing like Fallout 76 expansion. Um what was the other game? Um
0: uh, Elder like
2: Scrolls Anna's Online, call- yeah. Elder Scrolls Online, Cyberpunk having an expansion. Like, love when that's sprinkled in amongst just like obviously new games. Um, just again, as someone who's not gonna play, play like probably any of these. Um, I mean, I got weirdly excited for the Sea of Thieves storyline, even though I'm not gonna play it, <laughs> but like I was into it, you know, even though the theater was not into it. Um, but the game that probably got me, like, the most excited was the Dungeons of Hinterberg. Okay. That's probably the only one that, like, really stuck out in my mind, but that's more of a me thing than, like, an Xbox thing, you know?
0: <laughs> Take me through What Like, what did you like about it?
2: Uh, you know, the graphic style was sick. There's some stupid reason that I'm obsessed with her just, like, wearing a sweatshirt the whole time. I don't know why but <laughs> to me is, like... I just love that, like, the character is so simple in a way, but not to, like, sound mean, but I just, I love that there's just, like, this chill girl chilling in her bedroom, and then you just pan over to this, like, insane sword underneath the window, and, like, she lives this whole life, but she, it's kind of, like, I guess the vibe of Moonlighter, where, like, I'm assuming she, like, lives a pretty normal life, but does these, like, crazy things in the background, um, and there's something that's just really fun about that. Um, but that's probably the only one I have, like, a strong opinion on. Otherwise, like, they look fun. They look cute. The, um, the, what was it, Sant, The, like, climbing game. Like, very visually interesting. Um, Clockwork, or- Clockwork Revolution. I keep wanting to say Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool visual style. Um, I kind of wanted, I can't tell. In, I'm assuming you're not. But in Clockwork Revolution, you're not playing as the baddie, are you? Hmm. I kind of wish you were.
1: It I want to go you're the bad guy. It sounded to me like you go back in time to do whatever actions you need to do to change what, like, present day looks like. So you're working against the bad person in that sense. Yeah. Like. That was my interpretation, but I, I see what you're saying.
2: But it, and I kind of agree.
0: But it almost felt like they came back and were like, what have I done?
2: Yeah. They don't think that was the bad person. I think that was the person fighting them.
0: That was the the person you're playing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like the protagonist is saying, what I, what have I done? I mean, yeah. we all love to think we're the good guy in our own story, but. It's true. Somebody's got to be the, the villain. At
1: the, the end of the day, we're all Oppenheimer.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm glad you said it. Um, all right. So there's a lot. You just touched on so many things. So let's let's Sorry. let's break those down <laughs> each. Um. So you, you brought up how like, you know, we get like expansion. So Fallout 76 and uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it's the same thing, Mike, that you and I talked about last week where it's like, it's fun to see updates for games. You know, there's people out there who like, need these updates, right? Like, these these are huge for them, um, but they may not necessarily like fit into the camp of something you play. Um, then you brought up, and this is on a totally different level, in my opinion. Then you brought up cyberpunk having its Isn't expansion, that an expansion, and it, yeah, it is, it is. But <laughs> oh my, Keanu was there <laughs> on the big screen, and. Yeah. What a fu- what a fucking freak he was during this like his talking, and oh man, I I just love him so fucking much, and he was just he seemed so genuinely excited to to share the amazing there were so cyberpunk many volume expansion. Volume I know, I know. Um, like I said, he was really a a freak, um, but I think this is huge um, on so many different levels, and obviously, a huge bias is that. I've played it and for Mike, I mean Cyberpunk has probably been one of your most notable games of recent memory.
1: Probably in my life. Oh my god. It might be on my Mount Rushmore games.
0: No way. So way. so how how excited are you for Phantom Liberty and and like everything that you saw during the showcase? Like take us through it. What are you thinking?
1: I mean, not only is Cyberpunk probably on my Mount Rushmore of games, but Idris Elba is on my Mount Rushmore. Period.
3: breach <laughs> Like if I
1: if I ever go to North Dakota or South Dakota or wherever it is, and I go to Mount Rushmore, I hope it's just for Idris. Idris Elba. <laughs> um. So that being said, this is probably going to be a launch day playthrough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been finding it funny. Uh, this was a leak right before. Um with the pricing and I don't know if it's, I don't know how big of a deal it really is or if it's just a media talking point, but people seem to be torn on the price. Um, I, In the U S it's going to be 30 bucks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds to me like it can pretty much be a standalone game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So I think that's pretty, pretty reasonable. And considering that I don't, know of many people who actually paid full price for cyberpunk i mean shit i think i paid like 10 bucks yeah i think within, within a year that it came out
0: yep i i want to say you and i both picked it up for like 10 bucks
1: yeah so paying 30 for something that you have to assume is going to be finished and probably look better than uh, i'm assuming there's probably going to be like a base game update on top of this to kind of get it ready uh if there hasn't been already yeah uh, so
0: I saw I'm fucking up because I can't remember who exactly said it. I, I can't remember if it was two more or um, Jason Schreier or Jeff Grubb. It was one of those three. I'm fairly certain because I, I, I saw a lot of their commentary about um, stuff that was happening this past weekend. One of them said that it, it, like it's like a complete overhaul of the game. Like, so much about the game is changing that, to your point, it's almost going to be a brand new game. um, And so, yeah, the $30, I think, is going to be more than worth it. And I'm also working off of, like, and again, this kind of burned us with how Cyberpunk ended up launching. And, you know, it's it's turbulent past. But I'm thinking about it from The Witcher 3 standpoint. And the two DLCs that they had for that game were freaking massive. um and i want to say that the the dlc pack like the season pass or whatever was like 25 dollars or something like that and it it gave you both so it was two expansions um the one was like a little bit smaller and like a faster playthrough and i think like standalone was worth like 10 and the other was worth 20 or something like that i don't remember how the math worked out exactly but it was massive so i have well once again putting a lot of faith in cd project red Um, but I, you know, similar to how we were talking about fable, I don't think they can mess this up. They can't afford to. And, you know, I I think it's going to be, yeah, more, more than worth the $30. And I think it's going to be, I don't think you're going to be able to just play through it on the day of, like, I think you're going to find it very hard to get through everything that they put in. That's, that's also my hope. Yeah, says me, says me.
1: (laughs) I have one complaint and there's absolutely no way around this cuz it's just something that needs to happen if uh video games have sequels or extra content or whatever but like the leading into of um of of the DLC does not line up with how I played Cyberpunk.
3: Oof.
0: Yeah, I think um I th- I'm assuming the DLC picks up at a certain point before the end game is my assumption.
1: That's kind of where I landed. So, maybe it's maybe there's something hidden in there, but like, it almost kind of feels like it was insinuated that it's afterwards. But I, I could just be analyzing it completely wrong.
0: Yeah, no, I I do get that. I I honestly hope that what they do is like when you go to start the dlc like line that they like give you like some cinematics to set you up where you're at in the story like oh you've done this so far you've done this so far but you haven't done this quite yet you know like trying to like instead of
1: just like dropping it on the map like you buy the dlc and it's just like go to this location and it starts the story
0: yeah that's kind of my hope is that they like try to do a little legwork to like set you up better um But I don't, I, you know, that much I don't know, right? Like, they could very easily just say, there's the map location marker, go there. And it's just like, nothing's different, right? Like, I don't know. So we'll see. But my hope is that they use some, like, older cinematics from, you know, earlier in the game to try and, like, set up where within the timeline you are. Because, like, you know, spoiler for the game, but, like, you know, uh, the, the the concept of V uh, and and Johnny Silverhand and their relationship is like Johnny's basically like a virus in V's head, um and like think like Far Cry Two, right, where you like progressively get worse with your sickness, mm-hmm. like that's kind of how the story goes with Cyberpunk, right, and so, um, I feel like that in that regard because like if you've like just started the game right and like it's not so bad then all of a sudden you're playing the DLC and like V's freaking the fuck out because he's about to like break in half you know it's that's that's like there's a weird disconnect there so again hopefully they like set it up well and and all that but we'll see I cannot wait though um you know sometimes DLCs are really hard to get me back in but I just you know because of how massive this is gonna be I'm so freaking excited Okay, Shelby, you haven't said anything in in some time. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see. um, What else did you bring up? You also brought up uh, Sea of Thieves. Mike, Mm -hmm. remind me, have you gotten into Sea of Thieves?
1: I wouldn't say I have gotten into it. Have I played it? Yes. Have I played it for long?
0: Okay, so Shelby and I are going to get a Series X and a Series S, so the three of us can play cool. some Sea of Thieves.
1: Please do, because that's been my biggest thing, is like, it's kind of boring to play by yourself.
0: I, yeah, I definitely get that
2: feeling. Yeah, I get that, yeah.
1: So if you do that, sounds great. You
2: need uh, to go like, I'm going to say old school, where you're like hopping on Picto Chat, and you're like, we're going to play Sea of Thieves.
1: That was from way down in the cellar, but yeah, I'll take it.
2: How would why would we hop on Picto chat? Cuz why not? That's like no that I'm just saying that's the vibe of like I need all my friends to get on their DS and we're all going to play some Sea of Thieves together.
0: Mike, we need you to get on your Xbox so we can so we can <laughs> so we can play some Sea of Thieves.
1: We should have recorded this podcast on Picto chat.
0: Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> it would literally be our longest episode cuz it take me f- 5 fucking years to type. Hello and welcome back to the Kicking Backing Podcast. <laughs> um, well, you can write a by hand. <laughs> um, Shelby, you brought up uh, Dungeons of Hinterberg. Oh yeah, um, I'm with you. You know this it, like instantly, right? The aesthetic of this game really draws you in with the like cell shaded style that it has, um, and then you know the the combat. Looked in, very enjoyable, and, and the the overall like environment of the game seemed really cool. Um, curious, Mike, do you think this is a game you're going to pick up?
1: That's on Game Pass, so probably. All
0: right, I guess yeah. Like,
1: I yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of in the same boat where the art style kind of, um, and then it reminded me <clears throat> of a game I've played. But I can't quite remember what it was. But it was kind of the same kind of snowboarding on a sword and then pillaging as you go.
2: Um, I I forgot about the literal, like, snowboarding on the sword.
1: (laughs) It's an interesting mechanic, I guess. It's not entirely original, but um yeah i'll probably play it it'll be one of those games where i will like, we'll be, it'll be out and you'll ask me what i played this week and i'll say oh dungeons of hinterberg and then you're gonna ask me about it and i'll tell you about it and you'll say oh well, i can't wait to hear more about it and then we'll never talk about
0: it again that tracks <laughs> that tracks that's i think that's
1: where this falls that that's a whole entire gaming category for me um so yeah file it that's under
0: right. file that under most games
1: yeah, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: I feel like no, I feel like that's what happens because you have these you have this vast library of games at your disposal with with Game Pass and so I feel like I to just a freak level am so on top of like knowing when certain things hit like Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, stuff like that, for like free. That like so often, I feel like I'll catch you and be like, "Did you try this yet?" Because it's out on Game Pass, and that's when you're like, "No, I'll do it for next week." You do it, and then like you said, it kind of gets filed away <laughs> forever. <laughs>
1: gets put into the the same room as the medium. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that game, but
0: mm-hmm. oh, I remember. I remember. But hey, you beat Escape Academy, so who knows? Anything's possible.
1: (laughs) I can maybe beat one game a year.
0: (laughs) Um, Shelby, you also brought up um, that the climbing game. Um, What about that game really called out to you?
2: Um, I mean, not to just keep saying the same thing, but definitely more than anything, the art style. Um, uh, Although... (laughs) As we were watching the like preview for it, I really was sitting there going, "Are we really just climbing? Like that's the whole game is climbing."
0: Mm-hmm. That's I mean, kind of
2: my uh, whole feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, it feels like a climbing exploration game. I mean, what do you do in Journey, Mike? Right? There's no, there's no like combat or anything in Journey. Right? It's just strictly exploration and, and like slight just puzzles. Mountain sand dunes. Yeah. Um, mm. plenty of games like that uncharted Tomb Raider. well no <laughs> no hang on a second
1: well it's like 70 percent of the game is climbing
0: yeah and puzzles you're right um i thought this looked great i also thought it was really funny because when don't nod showed up i was like i could have sworn they already had something else and you and i technically didn't talk about it but they have that banishers um ghosts of new eden action Mm -hmm. rpg that was you know shown during uh um the the like main summer game fest showcase and you know and and oftentimes when don't not comes up i think of vampire because i played you know all of two hours of that game and then they made that game and just so funny to see this is so like that that banishers or whatever game reminds me of vampire like in in style and like look stuff like that right like i don't know so much about the gameplay because again i didn't really play much of vampire but this game just looked just vastly different and again like it's one of those things where there's kind of an art to art style and how it can really draw you in over just hyper realistic meathead shooting a gun you know um i thought this game looked extremely interesting
1: yeah, so Don't Not is interesting and kind of exactly to your point. I've never played Vampire, Vampire, however it's called. Um Remember Me, I think was like a shooting game that they came out with. And then like this oh. new one that they showed, I really didn't have a whole lot of interest in at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did come out with Life is Strange and Tell Me Why.
0: Those are Don't Not. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So it's kind of the other side of that coin, and that yeah. game falls for me. Uh So when this game comes out, I will probably play the shit out of it.
3: Yeah, I, I thought it looked I was really, really neat.
1: excited for this one. Just like I know it's as far as we know, just like climbing, but it's like Escape Academy, where it's like it's just kind of not that it's mindless, but it's not. You don't really have to pay attention to a ton of story. Um, you have a very set objective and it's all very linear. Uh, and I've said it multiple times those are kind of the games I enjoy right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I will definitely pick this one up when it comes out and hopefully play a lot of it right away.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing about it unless I have an Xbox by then. And then in that case, I'll be telling you about it ahead of time. Punk. Okay. Uh, let's see what else is left. Um, oh, Shelby also touched on Clockwork Revolution, and um, Mike, I feel like that game. I saw somebody compare a ton of the visuals to Bioshock Infinite, and and admittedly, watching it, I had that feeling. And I'm I'm curious if if this is also a game that really is like towards the top of your list for when it comes out.
1: Yeah, it's funny when this. Like they showed like one scene of this, and I was like, "There's no way." Um, and I did see that I think Microsoft had to respond to those things, and they're like, "Oh, it's just complete coincidence." And like, you get into the steampunk art genre in video games, and it's like, of course, this is what it's going to kind of look like, right? But yeah, I am. I was. I was pretty intrigued by this game. Um. I would like to see more, I think, uh, before I make a decision on it, but the concept of it is something to me, and it seems like they're setting it up for there to be a lot of different outcomes, depending on how you play the game, uh, so I think that's really cool as well.
0: Yeah, again, instantly upon seeing it, I was just like, oh, this has all the feel, and yeah, it might be the fact that like it's steampunk, so... It unfortunately is going to draw that comparison, I guess. But yeah, instantly thought of you, um, and then thought that it looked very interesting. Um, we also saw stuff from Forza Motorsport, which cannot believe how you know visually stunning those games are still. Um, But, you know, uh, I don't know what else you can say. Uh, You know, Forza Motorsport falls more into, like, the Gran Turismo camp, right? So.
1: I do. The one thing that I I will say about this is they highlighted uh, the Cadillac E-Ray and then uh, whatever, or sorry, not the Cadillac E-Ray, the Chevrolet E-Ray, and then the Cadillac, um, uh, like, the more traditional, well, I guess, kind of more advanced race car. Uh, both of which are hybrids, and they're like, I mean, I think the, the E-Ray, this is the, 2023 is their first production year. Uh, and it's kind of a new technology in cars, not hybrids, but putting it like a supercar and uh, essentially makes like the Corvette uh, all-wheel drive, uh, which is the first time that's happened in a Corvette. So where I'm going with this is, It's cool that they're bringing that into the game this early, considering it's just Mm -hmm. such new technology in the automotive world for them to now go in and, like, model this in a game. uh, I thought that was pretty cool and, like, a subtle nod to, like, how much detail they're putting
3: into this.
0: A 100%. a 100%. And and these games are always like that, right? And so um, to see that attention to detail and, like, you know, what they're... Like you said, it's like a New Earth technology, and for them to like all already put it into video games is such like a almost crazy, like holy shit, sort of moment. Um, definitely excited to hear about that. Um, in between your games of Madden, we'll um, see. Yeah,
1: it depends on if it comes to Game Pass.
0: I'm sure. Oh, if Madden comes to Game Pass,
1: yeah, it's usually towards the end of the season
0: yeah it'll be there um all right shelby is there any other we've touched on a lot already is there anything else specifically that you want to call out um outside of starfield because we'll we'll give that the attention it deserves for sure is there anything else that you wanted to call out um real quick before mike and i just go ham at the rest of it
2: um honestly not really i was just gonna let y'all go ham at this point being what's left i just not that i have any bad thoughts i just don't really have any strong opinions on like any of the following
0: (laughs) i just wanted to make sure go ahead mike
1: (laughs) i have one very important question Mm -hmm. did you get snacks
2: oh we got popcorn but the icy machine was broken Mm, yeah broken and i yeah exactly i was pretty devastated
1: but
0: they gave it to us on gift cards so like we will be going back
2: oh yeah nice
0: um okay well then if there's nothing else shelby i just want people to remember that you are in fact here um i'm here I'm, curious. I'm trying to prevent
2: grogu from yelling into the microphone i
0: did hear him yell once um <laughs> i'm curious uh though like what were your thoughts seeing a game like senuous saga and like seeing the visuals of that and like like i don't know um because i feel like i see that and i obviously i play video games a ton and i still see that and that's kind of like one of those things that really blows me away as somebody who doesn't play video games any did it invoke any strong feelings or were you kind of just like this looks like a cool video game
2: um oh no I mean visually it was absolutely insane um I just I mean obviously I saw it was Hellblade 2 I have no concept of what Hellblade 1 is outside of what it's called um (laughs) so I had no concept of what was going on sure but in terms of just that small clip we saw I mean it it I mean this sounds stupid to keep saying but like it literally looks straight out of a movie Mm -hmm. like it just looked, like, so insane. I guess it was getting a little, like, Inception-y, um, but, like, done just so well uh, that you couldn't like, not be pulled into, like, what the hell is going on.
1: I'm sure the audio probably sounded crazy in a theater, too, right?
0: Personally, I yeah, was gosh, yeah. I was scared. Personally, <laughs> I was scared. Because <laughs> I thought for sure there was going to be a jump scare when, she, sure. when like, they were, like when they were like the, the voices whispering they were like touch it touch it and then she like walks up to the little thing I thought for sure like it was gonna be like a monster like
2: coming mm-hmm. out of it grabbing
0: her and I was just like yeah. trying not to piss my pants <laughs> um, the
2: voice bouncing was pretty crazy
0: it was it was nuts uh, Mike did you play Hel- like did you play the original Hellblade
1: I played I didn't finish it I did play it uh, probably two years ago. Okay. Um when it came to Game Pass. Um and I asked about the audio because like when you play the first best experience with headphones on. Um but they do the audio work so well. Like I noticed this in the even the presentation, like just on I mean I have a sound bar, but it's not surround sound, but just the way they designed the audio was like you could tell like you can almost hear the voices on opposite sides of your head, which is cool. Uh and that carries over from um Senua's sacrifice. Yeah, that's the first one. one. Yeah. Um I'm kind of at a crossroads with this game. Again, and this is kind of like the Alan Wake effect for me. It's like I'm only excited about it because I feel like. Be. Mm-hmm. Um I stopped playing the first Hellblade because I just didn't get it uh <laughs> I I thought I I thought the gameplay was basically a walking simulator uh and like yeah like the the, the mental dilemma within it is interesting but yeah, it just it it didn't really suck me in and I'm getting to that point with Hellblade 2 About it because I don't we didn't really see like a whole lot of gameplay.
0: I think the like first trailer that they had shown, like when she's like fighting the troll,
1: was okay, and then that was their demo of I bet you didn't know this was going from cutscene to video game. Yeah. That was a whole feature of the yeah, and that's that's really cool and all, but then it just feels like it's really on rails and more of a movie than a game. And i I think this was my issue with the first Hellblade game was if if it's a movie and I don't need to like have any action to keep it moving, then I can generally stay through a movie even if I'm not that interested to see if it gets any better. But if I'm playing a game that feels like a movie and I'm not interested, I just have zero drive to continue playing it.
3: That's
0: fair. That's fair. I definitely, I I get that gripe.
1: So, I mean, obviously it'll be on Game Pass, so I'll probably try it. Um, I would like to see if I can go back and actually finish Sunrise Sacrifice. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. I if I end up actually beating this game, I'd be surprised.
0: Yeah, I get that. I mean, even just to like jump in and see like the visuals and stuff, I think would be cool to hear about um but i definitely understand kind of your your gripes with the overall series i guess even though it's only been one game thus far and i think that's completely fair um anything else that we haven't touched on um besides again starfield because i I obviously think we want to dive into that because we got a whole like 30 minutes dedicated to that game is there anything else mike that you specifically wanted to touch on
1: I'll talk of one specific like kind of jaw drop moment for me and that was that they're coming out with an entirely new flight sim. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of expected any new like they were showing like oh you can do search and rescue or uh uh charter flights or or whatever. I was like oh they're just going to add this to to flight sim and nope it's From what I understand, an entirely new, entirely new game.
0: Yeah. That was, that was what I took from it as well. Like it's literally called Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. Not Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024 update. So yeah.
3: yeah, it's just so,
1: that feels strange to me. Um, Obviously, I don't care because it'll be on Game Pass, but <laughs> just from a resource standpoint, it if it is, in fact, not an update to the existing game, that would just be so strange because the existing game is so massive and it doesn't feel like it should be at EOL.
0: Yeah, I get that. I don't know. We'll see. But it definitely read like standalone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was honestly, I was pretty shocked by that as well.
2: Are you excited about the Dune crossover in Flight Sim?
1: I didn't watch Dune so I don't give a shit. But... <laughs> Ooh. Good choice.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um the Dragonfly thing looks cool. I will definitely fly that over my house once. Yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> um all right. Well, before we get into uh before we get into Starfield I just want to touch on some of the other major things like a dragon, infinite wealth. I thought was very interesting because another, like a dragon game was announced during the summer games fest, uh, showcase. And so I found it fascinating that two games are, I guess, going to be coming out so close to each other. Um, and the trailer for it was also very comical. Um, yes. (laughs) So, and, and again, unfortunately it falls into my back catalog of i have not played any of the yakuza games and holy shit if this isn't a slap in the face to get on it um love that i got to see some city skylines too it's so perfect that literally yesterday as of recording this i or no this morning as of recording this i got the platinum on the ps5 version of city skylines um really looking forward to that game though i probably won't get it until like after it's been out for a while. but the thing that for me, similar to you, Mike, how you had a jaw draw, uh, draw, drop moment, the jaw drop moment for me was the fact that Persona stuff was announced during an Xbox show. Um, and that's that Sega uh, Xbox partnership really coming through because um, Atlas is obviously under Sega. And this was, I would say, Shelby, the mo- these were the moments that definitely got the most crowd reaction because it would like... Show Atlas, people started cheering. It would show P-Studios, people started cheering. And then it showed Persona 3 Reload. And you definitely felt like (laughs) you felt the energy subside a little bit. Um, Because it's Mm -hmm. just a a remake of Persona 3, which is still exciting because it's coming to Xbox and all that stuff. A couple of other things are shown. Then all of a sudden, Atlas, P-Studios. People are freaking out, right? And it's Persona 5 Tactica. And as soon as I saw it, I was just like, oh, this is is definitely a Persona 5 spinoff game. Very excited for both of these games, by the way. Then we got a couple of other, uh, you know, reveals and stuff like that. And then I think this was probably the moment that people really freaked out because I think at this part, it was like, okay, this has to be something. If not, like, this is the biggest, like, FU of all time. And we got to see what I'm assuming is basically persona 6 like i i think they're moving away from the persona series technically and starting up this new one um but to me this this seemed like um especially because it specifically calls out that it's from the creators of persona 3 4 and 5 without it being 6 and being an entirely new game um and i am just so jazzed for this game because persona 5 you want to talk about a mount rushmore um for a game that i really knew so little about outside of people just saying it was good to actually pick it up and enjoy it as much as i did um it really left a mark um for me and so i am i'm so freaking excited for this game um and it was it was very satisfying to kind of hear it's a game that i think a lot of people um you know it has a good following and and a lot of people in the crowd to actually like get excitement excited and like give that reaction was was actually really cool
1: I probably had the reaction of seeing P studios and all that stuff being like, for fuck's sake, let's knock it off. (laughs) Like you, (laughs) you
0: saw it the third time and you were like, we get it. You make video games,
1: new persona, blah, 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 blah. Yes.
0: Fuck you. Okay. Uh, You can't just be excited for your friend.
1: No, no, no. So hear me out. Okay. And then I saw that it was, it, it, it is a new IP, right?
0: Yeah, this is like a new series. The the metaphor, yeah. um, metaphor re fantasio. Fin- yeah. So
1: when they. Yep. Go on.
0: Nope. I was just gonna try and pronounce it again. So.
1: Don't. <laughs> um. When yeah when they made it seem like it was a new IP, I was like, okay, fine, sounds cool. It looked great. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know, like, you're going to say, oh, that's exactly what the other Persona <laughs> games look like. You should play them. <laughs> uh, no, that, that was a, that was a um, pleasant surprise that it wasn't just another Persona remake, because mm-hmm. that's what I thought it was going to be.
0: No, completely fair. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Potentially a, a day one buy for me, which doesn't happen often. Um, in a similar vein to that it was funny and I think I was the only person who had this reaction but we you know they're going through the the uh, trailers and stuff like that and Bethesda shows up and I see it and I'm like this is going to be Elder Scrolls Online and it was Fallout 76 and I was like okay Bethesda comes up again this is going to be Elder Scrolls Online it was Elder Scrolls Online Bethesda came up a third time during the like regular runtime, and I got very excited. I got unreasonably excited, um, just for them to show Starfield, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I already knew there was a whole presentation about this goddamn game. I'm I'm already here for it. Why are you showing it to me now? Because I legitimately thought we were going to see something else that Bethesda potentially like whatever the next thing you know post Star uh, Starfield that they won- that they're going to work on. Um, so I was getting like so excited when I saw Bethesda for a third time because I was like, no freaking way, we're getting something else. And it was just Starfield, which let's now talk about Starfield. Shelby, it's been a while since you talked. Take us through it. What do you think of this game? Go.
2: Um, one, I love that you said like twice, it's just Starfield, even though we then watched a 30 minute thing about it and kept talking about it after the fact. Um, <laughs> No, I mean it looks sick. Again, I've played a whole it, They make Skyrim?
3: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: I've played a whole Post 10 minutes of them. Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh but no, this looks literally amazing. Um it looks overwhelming with the amount you're able to do, but it looks visually very pleasing. It i just it looks it looks so good and i like we really were sitting there going are we gonna buy an xbox for the sake of this game like is this the moment Mm -hmm. yeah and i almost like got suckered in by the watch like i was like (laughs) i was like i'm ready to be in this world um but no i'm i'm i mean i'm just absolutely obsessed with it all the different biomes and worlds and the fact that um they're kind of doing the no man's sky thing of like oh but it's all different like than Mm -hmm. what someone else is going to experience Mm -hmm. which is exciting and terrifying but um i mean obviously i'd say there are very high hopes for this game uh so hopefully those are met (laughs) yeah
1: i'm i'm pretty stoked for this game uh and I was not coming into this presentation. Um, I think I've been pretty indifferent. Like, obviously, I know it's supposed to be this big deal, but then you get the Redfall shenanigans. And I understand that Bethesda has different teams. And I'm pretty sure I called out in our talk about Redfall that I, I thought it was a little blown out of proportion that they thought it was going to be reflective of what Starfield might be. Mm-hmm. Um all everything they showed looked so good, like really unmatched to anything we've seen, uh, from video games in general, in terms of the actual gameplay. Um, the fact that you can play it in third person or first person, which I love because I'll probably play it in third person, which feels like a dying art in terms of like adventure games. Oh, yeah, and um that the crafting and it feels like it's going to be finished and that it being delayed was was really good for it
0: yeah that's my hope too right was that like they again we've said about a couple of other things at this point but like there's an understanding of like needing to deliver on something like this and um yeah it really does feel like they've they've polished so much of this game and that i don't think they would have been showing as much as they did granted we need the game to release and from there we'll know but uh yeah just absolutely blown away it sounds like and i almost was gonna equate it to this but it's so funny that you finally like you're saying that you're like finally in on this game and like actually excited for it and i would say for me personally this was like a make or break moment right like i was like whatever they show is going to pretty much be the deciding factor on like how quickly I need to pick up an Xbox because I am like, if what they show is so good, like I'm going to want to play this game like damn near immediately. And that's exactly what happened. Like literally hit it out of the park. And like, I, I, the only thing is now I'm like, you know, do I need to get the controller and the watch as well? Um, and maybe, Yeah. It's just.
1: It's like three hundred dollars, isn't it? Oh my god! The watch. I think the addition that comes with the watch is like three hundred dollars.
0: Oh, that's not bad.
2: I'll say that.
0: How much is a watch?
2: A watch.
0: How much is a watch? How much is like an Apple Watch?
2: A cheap watch?
0: No.
1: An (laughs) Apple Watch. Is it an actual like watch manufacturer, or is it just like a cheap promotional thing? I don't know. They said it'll connect to your phone. You can oh really
0: watch. yeah they said yeah they said you can get like messages and stuff from your phone
1: oh no shit okay yeah
0: $300 is great right
2: I guess that's not bad yeah i guess like a new watch a new apple watch is like oh shelby you're still 400. here 400 <laughs> uh
0: but yeah i i if it yeah of apple watch is like $300 so yeah and i got a free game is what you're telling me
1: Oh, I don't know if it comes with the game. I think you just oh. get all of like the, oh. get this nice box, you get the watch, you I get thought, the controller. <laughs> oh
0: I thought God. you said the bundle. I thought I thought it was a bundle with the game. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm
1: assuming I'm assuming it does come with
0: the game. Okay. Okay. Can you stop messing with me? Uh No, but uh what I was the point I was trying to get to before I started talking about myself is that you saying that you're finally interested in this game and that this did it for you is very reminiscent of cyberpunk 2077 you know you you just talked about it now right like these more linear games that kind of like get you through the game right are, are more much more your speed right now and it totally makes sense yet you did still play cyberpunk you literally said it's on your mount rushmore and that is an absolutely massive game and it's a game that leading up to it is a massive open world rpg very much not mike's style and going up to it, you're like, I just don't know if I get the hype. And then you watched like one thing and you finally were just like, I'm going to let myself give into the hype. Then it had a terrible launch. That's on me for getting you so hyped up for it. But <laughs> no, but then, you know, it, it gets fixed. You're still in on it. You're still like, I still want to play this game. You finally play it and look how that went. And and there's a lot about this game because of how massive it is and how how much it's promising, which is definitely scary that feels very reminiscent of cyberpunk and you know, the dialogue trees and all this stuff and the character creation, it just, yeah, like completely jazzed for it. And, uh, I cannot wait. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're like in on it.
1: I think my biggest growth moment that cyberpunk led me into. So I, I just like Shelby said, it's just so overwhelming. There's just so much
0: a hundred percent. I get that.
1: And like, I, I hate crafting. I hate games where, like, you have to craft to, like, uh, be any degree of successful.
0: We played um, hours upon hours of Minecraft.
1: Okay, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want everything to live up to. But that being said, I haven't played Minecraft in many years. Mm-hmm. Like, actually played it. Obviously, I go in there and pretend it's Legos every now and then. Mm-hmm. Build my old house and blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, but, like... I could not go I could not go in today and play like the new Minecraft survival mode
3: because
1: mm-hmm. there's just so much. Um, but I think I learned with cyberpunk in that like just because you can craft doesn't necessarily mean you have to. you can do enough to get by
3: mm-hmm.
1: And obviously just crafting certain things would enhance your experience. I hope that's how Starfield is. That's what will keep me in it. But if they're like, oh, you need to craft to like, you need to craft all sorts of bullets and like, uh, you know, the ship crafting, the ship crafting is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's more of like a personalization thing. Obviously, there's, I think going to be some upgrades that they talked about. Um, but I think I can, I think I can get through it. Just understand, I don't have to collect everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have to craft everything. I can just play the game and enjoy it um but i i'm really into the space theme uh see it feels a little more cleaned up than a lot of bethesda games Mm -hmm. um and that's like a personal preference thing you know like um uh i don't i even when it was new i don't remember like skyrim ever looking good um i think the elder scrolls online has never looked good and i understand that's not the point um but it's it's just there's just some there's just a weird feel about it um then you get the games like uh doom and wolfenstein where they're kind of like the cartoony um kind of kind of uh art style and i loved wolfenstein so that's not necessarily like uh a negative about it but just seeing starfield and like the realism of it and just how clean it looks got me really excited
0: I 100 um, hear
1: you. And then they address one of my concerns, where you can have like personality traits, which I think is a really cool. Um, like feature, like, mm-hmm. and you basically can decide what your reputation is going to be, what your history is. I mean, you're they set it up so you're basically building an avatar of your of, of the character that you want to be in mm-hmm. this game. Uh, to the point of it will say your name, if you want it to. And I saw, so I, I, they pointed that feature out. I was like, Oh boy, Forwards a horizon all over again. <laughs> um, but, uh, they, they, they showed the one thing where you can have like a, a super fan as one of the personalities.
3: Mm-hmm. And they are like,
1: if that doesn't work for you, then there's, <laughs> there's, you can always change it. And I thought they were going to say like, you could just go into a menu. Yeah. And, uh, and change that trait but instead they just show like a small clip of basically starfield of mice and men
0: yep yep (laughs) that's (laughs) that was literally it
1: yeah so i i just thought that was really cool
0: yeah the attention to detail like to the customizability that that's something that also was kind of reminiscent of cyberpunk for me that you know i'll say i'm mildly worried about because i don't know about you but I feel like in Cyberpunk my like history never really came up, right? Like there was like once or twice where you felt like it where it felt like you could like say like a certain line because you were a street rat or whatever. And it very much felt like there would have just been like a corpo response in that exact moment and whatever the third one is, I can't remember. Right. Like it didn't actually feel like that immersive. My
1: hope is That's so interesting.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe I had
1: the the complete opposite. I, really? I did Corpo for mine.
3: Uh huh. And
1: it, it felt to me like it was actually an important background
3: point. Interesting. I
1: mean, with, with how you talk to people, the way you kind of got through certain situations. I mean, it, to me, it, the, in the game that I
3: played, it was incredibly relevant. Okay. So that's
0: interesting. That's really good to hear. Okay. Well, then my faith is like much more solidified in this because. They they made it to me seem much more random in this game, in when all of a sudden it's going to come in in like in like in handy for you, and and
1: that's Bethesda, right? I mean, just yeah, to how a degree, but they've never the game
0: they've never had personality traits like this, right? Like in sure. Fallout, you like up your charisma, and like they still, I'm sure, have like a a thing like that, right? Where it's like, oh, because your charisma at this point, yeah, you can pass this like talking checkpoint, but because you're a diplomat you don't need your charisma as high right like you you can kind of let it like stay down or whatever and i Mm. I find that really interesting i also love that there's good and bad to each like trait um so like the like fan thing um i forget what the benefit of it was i guess that person (laughs) would come with you was the benefit
1: they would bring you uh
3: presents and stuff items Mm -hmm. yeah
0: The downfall is that they are the most annoying fucker you've ever been around. <laughs> <laughs> um but like it's just so like wonderfully done and like uh just incredible. And so yeah. Um I also hear what you're saying about the crafting and stuff like that. I will say that my gut instinct is that you're not going to have to worry about crafting ammo maybe explosive stuff but like i feel like it's like to the point where it would be like a quick in the menu type thing like you pick up things as you go you literally just hold x and you make 30 of them right and it's like the last of us how you have to like sometimes create Uh things right um i don't think it would be onto the ammo level but i could obviously be wrong i'm just thinking of like fallout it, your ammo was all about what you found
1: basically and that was just an arbitrary example
0: no and i 100 but i 100 understand that gripe and like uh it's already bad enough right if you have to like craft a ton of other things for this and that and otherwise but in fallout in general i'm just thinking because I, I feel like that's going to be the more comparable of the two franchises um not that prep like Prevalent in, in the actual gameplay. Um, the thing for me that was daunting was honestly the ship creating. And I definitely feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's like, I'm going to make the most boring, basic-ass ship. And <laughs> then I'm going to defeat somebody in space uh, dogfighting. And I'm going to take their ship. And that will be my new ship until I find a cooler one. Because I will never be able to actually craft my own cool ship. I feel like that's my, my biggest fear is that... I'm not going to be cool enough to think of a platypus or a waffle or whatever. Um, That's, that's the only thing that's like a little daunting for me because I'm just such a fucking boring standard when it comes to playing a game. Um, But I love that they give you the option, right? It's just, it's truly unreal um, what they're doing with this game and, you know, knock on wood that this isn't a cyberpunk situation. This isn't, you know, a No Man's Sky situation, the two games I think it's easiest to relate this game to. And, you know, I hope I don't live to regret it. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to, I think it's going to nail it, you know, and I, I have all my faith is in this game.
1: What an emotional game Bethesda's playing. You know, they're they're sitting around their, their table in Maryland and they're like, we need a new game idea. And obviously this wasn't the timeline. (laughs) What what if we took two of the worst game launches of all time and put them together?
0: Mm -hmm. Because that's what it is, right? Uh, This, This is literally cyberpunk. No man's sky had a baby because there's the resource gathering. You know, people like we talked about this like the last time Starfield had a deep dive and it's like a bit unfair how people like equated to no man's sky. Cause they literally are like there's a trillion galaxies or whatever, fucking go crazy. And people are like, that's like no man's sky. Also you shoot rocks. That's kind of like no man's sky. And it's like, I mean, that's not fair. That's literally like you said, any steam steampunk game is just Bioshock. Like cool. It one know. entry of
1: Bioshock. Right?
0: Exactly. Matter. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't think like it's necessarily like fair. Like I'm not in no way trying to say that they're like trying to steal it or anything, but it does have so many similarities in terms of scale, in terms of how big this game is trying to be, and then you take the fact that it's a massive RPG of the likes of Cyberpunk, where it feels like it's industry changing in in scale, um, it's hard not to draw those comparisons. Um, but I I do have a lot of faith, and yes, what a <laughs> what a fine game they're playing uh, by bold boldly uh, creating and releasing this game. Um, the entire like Starfield Direct that they did was I think just so amazing, um, kind of like on the level of these like deep dives you get into some of these indie games during this weekend. Um, you know the the passion of everybody who worked on this game. Uh, people telling you how like they played it uh, is just so fascinating because it really highlights all the different ways you're you're able to play the game. Um, I just thought the the entire thing was so cool, and I think did such a great job of showcasing this game. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to be extremely excited for it.
1: And we got. We got the release date, too, right? That was actually in the Xbox event.
0: Uh, Yeah, it is. Releasing. The 6th? I think it's the 6th. I think it's September, September 6th. September 6th. Yeah. And then I think it's like five days early access because I'm pretty sure it lines up perfectly that like you'd play on the first of the month if you if you buy like mm-hmm. the extra edition or whatever.
2: And it just a heads, heads up. The, oops, sorry. The uh, bundle for the Xbox, the pre order is already sold out.
1: That's about par for the course. <laughs> so you'll be buying it for $900.
2: Yep. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> You're looking on what? Ebay?
0: No. We'll figure it out
2: i also why is it always i mean always is a very large generalization the leader of like the most kick-ass whether it's a resistance or a like adventuring team why are they always british
3: because
0: there's the potential for them to be evil
2: mm, i see i see
0: Um. Yeah, this is a. Uh, this is the game that's gonna make me buy an Xbox, hundred percent.
1: I thought your comment was very funny with the new Series S as well.
0: Oh, yes, yes, that's the one thing we technically didn't touch on from the, uh. Main show was that the Series S is getting one. A black colorway and two it is a terabyte of storage and uh what was my what was my exact message to you hang on
3: uh
0: <laughs> i said they made a one terabyte series s because no fucking white starfield could fit on the og this thing's gonna be 500 gigabytes um but I'm sure that's not the main reason, but yeah, this thing is going to be, this game's going to be massive. Um, certainly would take up a majority of your base Series S, so, um, but I think I, I've, I've completely, uh, you know, I still think Series S is the most bang for your buck in terms of like getting into next gen gaming and all that, but um, I've definitely settled on, I, I got to just get a Series X. I got to get the one that's just the most powerful to play these games. Um, and yeah, that'll, Shelby, I'm filling you in right now. That's going to be okay. the, the Series X will be our, our main way of playing Xbox games. And then we'll have the Series S so that we can play all the multi multiplayer
2: games. We're also getting a Series S.
0: Correct. But we'll get, we'll get like the base. We'll get the 500 gig one.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Does that
3: work?
2: Yeah, I don't care.
0: Okay, cool. You heard it here first, folks.
3: That's public record.
0: Does not care. But in my uh, case,
1: might as well get two Series Xs.
0: Good point. Why didn't I think about that? But we do need to get another PS5 at some point. Anyway, enough of that. Anything else that either of you would like to say about Starfield or just the Xbox showcase in general?
3: um mm,
2: they all look fun okay bold
1: <laughs> they all look fun indeed okay um right. I, I todd just one more thing on starfield todd howard did say that it was going to be locked at 30 fps which mm-hmm. i'm sure a lot of people will lose their shirt over i
0: honestly the for the most part a lot of people were the the general reaction i was seeing was Okay, that makes sense. And what? And Gene Park. <laughs> well, I think part of it is because of the whole Redfall thing. That's just like you're kind and of already. I, like, I know.
1: I know. Like, is Starfield going to be locked at 30 FPS? Is that just the standard now?
0: I unless oh, okay.
1: Well, I uh, even brought up. it up. It's just going to piss me off.
0: I think it was Gene Park who brought up the fact that it makes complete sense that it would be locked at 30 FPS. And then he pointed to the fact that that person was hoarding sandwiches, which is, like, a very core mechanic of Bethesda, like, Fallout, Skyrim games, is that, um, is the idea that items have, um, what is that called? Like, uh, help me out. Like a weight? No, not a weight. that They, they have, don't like, disappear? Yes, like, they have a... Exactly. They they permanence
2: to them. Object yes. Permanence.
0: Thank you, Shelby. Yes. This is why we had you on.
2: This is why.
0: <laughs> That's it. But yeah, objects have permanence in <laughs> in the world, in the universe, and so to do that, um, this is like a deep cut. But like Gavin Free used to talk about how like certain parts of his world in Skyrim, because of a duplication glitch, were impossible to go back to because he had duplicated a ton of watermelons. And so, like, anytime you'd go into that area, all the watermelons would start to like spawn in because of duplication, and oh. it would just break the game. Um, so was absolutely stupid. Yes, yes, but I, you know, so Gene Parks' general like idea behind it is that object permanence is like forcing their hand to make sure the game continues to run smoothly to to lock it at thirty fps.
1: Well, and I think. Todd Howard also said that it could go higher, but it's going to be at least 30 FPS and consistently like, be able to hit that, not mm-hmm. drop below it. Um, so there is a chance that... Uh, I'm sure this is more of a thing on PC. Than uh, yeah, 6X, I would
0: imagine. Yep.
1: But they said you could potentially get higher as well.
0: I mean, we talked about it with the whole Redfall thing, where it's just like you and I are normally of the camp where it's just like, as long as the game runs good, right? Like it shouldn't matter. So, mm-hmm. and I think I
1: prefer when things are a higher frame, but I don't also expect like insanely good graphics. I would just rather be smooth. I,
0: and I was gonna say, I think the importance of this game as Grogu yells is that it runs smoothly. Yep. So he agrees. Yes. The
2: a passionate gamer. Yes.
0: All right. Anything else? No. All right. Well, then, uh, I think we're all fairly in agreement on this was a amazing showcase from Xbox. Um, Mike, you and I had said that this is probably the best part of the weekend in general. Um, just such an exciting and, and well-done um, presentation uh, from Xbox. It was awesome to see. Uh, it was about a D. You think it was about a date were you the one person, you <laughs> motherfucker?
3: No. <laughs> um
0: all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Shelby, thank you for being here. Where can people find you?
2: Um, people can find me basically anywhere on the internet at Shelby Lynn Lives, or as some people like to pronounce it, lives. Nope. That makes sense. Um <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad I could contribute. Very little,
0: I'm happy you were able to contribute as little as you did as well, and we look forward <laughs> to having you back for inevitably at some point your journey into games. Um, yeah, thank you all so much I have for to play lis- at
2: least one more game Are you kidding me we
0: do that I'm doing the outro
2: oh
0: <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Let us know what your thoughts were on the Xbox showcase. What was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? Do you think Starfield's going to nail it? And yeah, next week, Mike and I are going to be breaking down the rest of this crazy, crazy weekend. um, And, and hitting on some of our favorite moments uh, that were outside of the specific summer game fest and Xbox showcase. Uh, So look forward to that. As always, if you can leave us a rating or review, wherever you listen to podcasts, that'd be greatly appreciated. And as always just be sure to share this with a friend somebody who cares about gaming somebody who's just as excited about all of this past weekend's presentations or i guess as you're listening to this it was two weekends ago or something uh but yeah um that would be greatly appreciated
3: and we'll wrap it up all of summer game Fest and the crazy weekend next week